Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to Have You Seen That With T. It is your boy T, bringing you another dope podcast to step two. And this weekend, we have the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem, and The Meg 2 coming out. And I only saw one of those movies, and it wasn't The Meg 2, because I do not want to go see Jason Statham fight a big Megalodon ever in my life. I've not seen The Meg Part 1. And I'm not going to see the Meg part two. I'm lying because Christine, my wife, really loves shark movies. So we're probably going to end up watching both of those movies when the Meg two comes out on streaming. Uh, But anyways, this weekend we had Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem hit the theaters. And I was really excited about this movie. I wasn't as hyped up as everyone else was. I definitely enjoy uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles franchise. I've loved it since I was a kid. In the 80s, when, you know, the cartoon came on every Saturday morning, I definitely enjoyed it then. Uh, And I enjoyed it, you know, going into the 90s with the actual live action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies. And I've liked all of the live action movies, actually. You know, I like the rebooted ones in the mid 2000s. Um, Those were pretty serviceable movies. They weren't great by any stretch of the imagination. But any movie about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, really isn't Oscar bait you know, in any shape, fashion, or form. Uh, But I went into this movie, you know, with high expectations, but I feel like this movie, just like any other animated movie after Across the Spider-Verse, kind of gets downgraded because it's just not on that level. And it's really hard to get on that level when you're talking about one of the greatest animated movies ever made. Um, And And I'll talk about that a little bit later. Of course, this week we're bringing back some top 10 lists. And this week I'm going to rank my top 10 animated movies of all time. Um, And and if you can tell anything by how, you know, high I rate across the Spider-Verse, then you should know that I'm probably going to rate that high on my list of top 10s. Um, But yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. You got Raphael, Leonardo, Donatello, and Michelangelo back for some shenanigans. And this is more of an origin story about four, you know, 15-year-old turtles. And they make sure we know that they are teenaged uh, mutant ninja turtles in the movie. You know, it starts with the origin, how Baxter Stockman uh, was trying to create friends. He was trying to create mutants because the only friends he had growing up were animals. And he created the mutagen, the ooze, as they say in the commercials. Um, He created that uh, in his basement, uh, this, you know, dark secret, uh, secret society or secret tech company comes to get the ooze. It falls into the sewers. And here we are. Uh, We got the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Master Splinter or just Splinter in this movie, um, voiced by Jackie Chan, really, um, you know, tells that origin story and on the opposite end we don't get shredder this time which i think was a really good choice because once again i never knew that i needed ice cube to voice the bad guy in any animated movie i think that every animated movie moving forward needs to have ice cube somewhere in there um he was fantastic as superfly the main villain in this movie you know you had a mutated fly uh, who wanted to take over the world he wanted to mutate the entire you know uh, animal species in our world to take it over from us crummy humans right uh, you know he had a very bad experience when you know they were young 
adolescent mutants, they came out into the real world and they got ran off by an angry mob. Same thing happened with Master Splinter. Um, they got ran off by an angry mob, but what separated the two was how each one of them dealt with their, you know, situation. You know, in Superfly's case, he got ran off by an angry mob, but then he realized he's a mutant fly. He turned around and beat up half the angry mob. Master Splinter, on the other end, he took his kids back to the sewers and they never, they vowed to never go to, you know, uh, upper decks again. And I think that's what made the movie work so well, because both of them uh, had the same fear of human. They had the same hatred of human, but they went at, you know, about uh, confronting that or not confronting that in Splinter's case, uh, two totally different ways. And what made the movie really work was one, it was funny. It was a humorous animation movie and they were teenage kids, right? Voicing the turtles. Uh, and they sounded like kids. They sounded, they acted like kids. And I think that's what made the movie so fun. Uh, they brought back April O'Neil, but this time she was a teenage high school girl uh, who was bullied uh, in her high school because of, you know, an embarrassing moment she had, uh, you know, when she was younger. And I think that everything that they did in this movie just worked, right? It was it was a very fun movie. It was tight. It was 90 minutes. Um, a, a very tight movie. They they put everything into it. It was almost action nonstop. Um, and I think it all worked. I think it really worked the way it was supposed to work. Uh, I think younger kids are really going to like this movie. Um, I think they're going to have fun with this movie because it's a very fun movie. It's a very lighthearted movie. Um, even though, you know, you have Ice Cube as a mutant fly trying to take over the world. But yeah, this was, uh, I, I had a good time at the theater. I enjoyed the movie. Um, but once again, I just think Across the Spider-Verse really hurt the movie more than it helped the movie at all. Uh, because you're just measuring it up against one of the best animated movies you're going to see. Not only this year, but probably in the last decade. And that's also including the Oscar winning Into the Spider-Verse. I think Across the Spider-Verse ups the ante and it does uh, what Into the Spider-Verse did just a little bit better. Um, but yeah, like, what did you think of, of you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Uh, definitely let me know in the comments. Um, but yeah, this is definitely a movie worth paying your money to go see this weekend. I definitely do think, you know, especially if you have teenage kids, uh, younger kids, they're going to enjoy it. Especially young boys, they're going to enjoy just mindless turtle kicking butt. Uh, and I just think that, that it's a fun time in the theater uh, for the family as well. Um, but yeah, we're going to jump right into my top 10 animated movies of all time. And I will tell you now, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles didn't make the cut. Um, it did not make the cut, uh, because I have some pretty damn good, uh, animated movies in my, on my list. And I have a few honorable mentions, uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit is one of them, uh, because that's, I don't really consider that an animated movie. It is a classic uh, but I don't really consider that an animated movie, um, but it did uh, have some really amazing animation in it. Bebe's Kids, uh, the only black <laughs> animated movie on this list. I, I just I enjoy Robin Harris comedy. It was a very crude animated movie made back in the 90s. Um, and, uh, and my last honorable mention is the first 10 minutes are up, right? Uh, unpopular dependent uh, up. 
unpopular opinion is that Up really wasn't that great of a movie, but the first 10 minutes of Up is just cinema, right? It just, it, it pulls your heartstrings, uh, made you feel for the character, it really pulled you into the movie, and the rest of the movie went where the rest of the movie went. Um, so I'm not saying that Up is a bad movie. I just, I think the first 10 minutes of Up is so great that, you know, the rest of it, but getting into the top 10, we're going to start the top 10 with a very unusual pick, uh, which is one of the most underrated uh, animated movies of all time, the 1984 Don Bluth uh, movie, the, An American Tale. You know, Five the Mouse, Five the Rat, whatever you want to call them. Um, I remember watching this as a kid, and one, they had one of the greatest uh, soundtrack songs of all time, somewhere out there. Um, and... Just a very heart-wrenching story. It kind of reminded, you know, uh, The Land Before Time. You know, all of those 80s animation movies really pulled at your heartstrings. They were all about family and, and Fievel, you know, trying to find his family, um, trying to find his way in this, you know, Western world, I guess you can say. Uh, was a very just heartwarming movie, you know, in the 80s. A little darker <laughs> than... Uh, then a lot of the movies that came out later, and I think that was Don Bluth's style. You know, he kind of, you know, laced animation with a little bit of that truth and a little bit of harsh reality. But that was the 80s, though. You know, everything was a little bit harsher in the 80s, I felt like. But that, uh, an American Tale kind of got lost in, you know, time. Uh, they had a lot of Fievel, uh, you know, sequels, a lot of direct-to-movie, uh, direct-to-video sequels as well for the for that Fievel franchise, so I don't think it got its just due. Um, number nine on my list is a Toy Story, right? Toy Story 1, 2, 3, maybe even 4. Um, all of them just great movies in their own right, but the original Toy Story just came out of nowhere. I didn't think that I needed that, you know, you got a friend of me song in my life, but uh, that movie brought it. I never thought that I was going to like the Toy Story movie. I'm not a big Tim Allen fan, um, but him as Buzz Lightyear really worked. Um, and, you know, of course, you had Woody, uh, Tom Hanks, who brought a lot of heart and soul to the uh, to the franchise. And just a good story. Right. Just a good story, especially me being a kid who grew up playing with toys all the time, telling my own stories with the toys, you know, making my own little movies. And I, I just enjoyed the, that thought process. I enjoyed the, the idea of a toy story in in general. Uh, and it was just a really good movie. Uh, still holds up to this day. You know, you can watch Toy Story with your kids any day of the week. Number eight on my list is a Lego movie. I did not see a Lego movie coming. I thought it was a really ridiculous premise. Um, and when I finally watched it, it was everything was awesome. Everything, you know, was just perfect in this movie. It just did everything right. It was funny. It was witty. It was irreverent. It was current. And it just all worked on every single level. I enjoyed the hell out of a Lego movie. I enjoyed Will Ferrell's part in the movie. Um, it just all worked. You know, it just should not have been as good as it was. But Tim Lord uh, and uh, Phil Lord, and I, I can't remember the other guy's name, uh, they just put it together. I think it's Miller, Tim Miller or something like that. I'm sorry. I'm just butchering people's names. I did not do much research for this. FYI. But yeah, like a Lego movie, just great movie. 
um, funny, just a funny, fun, just outrageous movie. Same thing with Lego Batman. They just get it right. They just, it's the excellent writing. Uh, it's the, it's just the callbacks. A lot of it's nostalgic and it just hits all the right beats. Number seven on my list is Inside Out. Didn't think that I did not have it on my dance card to enjoy Inside Out as much as I did. I remember watching this movie on Stars with my wife. Uh, we watched it. I want to say this was like when we first got married. It was a long time ago. One of the first movies we watched when, uh, when uh, I think we watched it when I was in Germany. I think we watched it when she was still pregnant with Mary. Um, actually, then that was yeah, that was after we got married. Um, but yeah, <laughs> uh, we, I remember watching this movie with her and just, there's a, there is a scene in this movie that gets me every time that I've watched this movie. So there's a character in Inside Out, Bing Bong, which is this child's imaginary friend. And I don't, I'm not going to act like I'm like an Inside Out aficionado. Um, but one of the characters, Tina Fey's character, can't remember which uh, sensibility she was. She was stuck in a specific part. Like I'm, I'm really butchering this this playback. But Bing Bong, the imaginary friend, inside of this little girl's head, had to help her get back to you know, the memory core to make sure all of her fun memories came back. And Bing Bong sacrificed himself. You know, he used all of his imagination power to power the little, you know, red rocket scooter that 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 she had. And he kept saying, Bing Bong, Bing Bong. And they shot up and Bing Bong had to let her go so she can make it because he was holding her down. And the kid in me as an adult felt that like it was such an emotional that was such an emotional scene even though it was played for whatever was played for but I cry every single time hearing Bing Bong because he's he's a friend and she's so happy to see him and he's Bing Bong and he's just and when he let when when he let her go to make sure she made it and he, and he had to stay back it just it hits my heartstrings every single damn time so that's why inside that scene in itself, great movie otherwise, but that scene in itself puts it in my top 10. Uh, even though the first 10 minutes of up uh, was great, it doesn't put it in my top 10 because Inside Out all around is a better animated movie to me, animation wise, story wise, everything. But that scene, you know, catapulted to the number seven. Uh, number six on my list, Street Fighter 2, the animated movie. Street Fighter 2. Uh, Street Fighter 2, the movie, was terrible. Raul Julia, Jean-Claude Van Damme, whoever else was in that movie, it was terrible. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Nothing redeeming about that movie um, other than the fact that Raul Julia was in it and Raul Julia was, was an amazing actor. Street Fighter 2, the animated movie, is leaps and bounds better than the Street Fighter 2 movie. Um, Street Fighter 2, the animated movie, very gritty take on Street Fighter, very, you know, tough, 
uh, and just hard hitting take. There's Guile really, you know, once again uh, played a big part in this movie. There's an infamous shower scene with Chung Lee, and Chung Lee gets into a fight, and she just kicks Saget's ass, and 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 Ryu and Saget really like Saget is really one of the big bosses. Like Saget gets the Saget treatment that he deserves um, in this movie. You know, we show how he gets the scar uh, from the Dragon Punch from Ryu. Um, you know, there's a lot going on in this movie. It was a very adult animated movie. Once again, the, the shower scene with Chung Lee. I don't know why in the hell they needed, the, they felt the need to put a Chung Lee shower scene in this animated movie. <laughs> now that I think about it, but it was a very adult, like it was an R-rated animated movie, and the action in it was great. Ken and Ryu played just a great part in this movie, and it just was a fun time. It was a it was a very uh, it was exactly the type of movie Street Fighter deserved. Uh, and it's definitely the best uh Street Fighter animated movie ever. They tried, you know, they had the Street Fighter Alpha series, and I didn't really get into that too much, but um Street Fighter 2, the animated movie, made made me want to see more. They just never could recapture that after the first one. Number five on my list, and this is tough, right? The the five top and the fact that the Iron Giant is number five on my list. Says a lot. The Iron Giant is an incredible work of cinema. Like the Iron Giant, if you've never seen the Iron Giant, go watch the Iron Giant. You could watch that now. You could watch it ten years ago. You could watch it fifty years ago. It kind of, you know, it, it's it's of that style. Um, but it is. Uh, I never, I never wanted to watch this movie. I thought it was another hokey animated movie. It wasn't made by Disney, I don't think. And finally, I can't remember what. I think it came on Showtime one night or something. It came on a on a cable channel, and I finally decided to sit down and watch this movie. And it is so good. It's such a great movie. Uh, you know, it's such a great movie about friendship. It's a great movie about family. It's a great movie about just heart, about courage. And it is phenomenal. It, it, I mean, if you, once again, if you've never seen Iron Giant, and there are a lot of people who haven't, um, especially of the younger generation, watch this movie with your kids. It's a great movie. Um, I, I think my kids might be a little bit too young for it because it, it's it has some some really major life themes in it, but it's a great animated movie for teenagers, adults, young adults, old adults. Great movie, Iron Giant number five, number four on my list, The Lion King. My son has found The Lion King and he watches The Lion King at least once a day, um, probably for the last month or so. Knows every song in it. And it just, it's a great animated movie. It should not be, it should not be as good as it is. It has iconic songs. It has iconic characters. It has Mufasa. And it just works on every single level. Uh, every, every, you know, the movie makes tons of money. The kids love it. Jason Weaver is a genius for not taking that $2 million up front, getting all that royalty money. And The Lion King is just a classic. Number three on my list, uh, a very uh, controversial pick on my list, is Transformers the movie. Transformers the movie came out, I think, in the year 1986 or 1987, and it scarred me for life. Uh, Optimus Prime got killed in this movie in the, in the infamous fight with Megatron. Um, and 
Uh, this was supposed to usher in a new age of, of Transformers. It was supposed to usher in the Rodimus Prime uh, time within the Transformers. That didn't last long because Optimus Prime was the Transformers. Uh, the Transformers without Optimus Prime was just some fake-ass Transformers. And and Mattel or Hasbro, really, uh, they, they quickly found that out. Uh, that the new seasons of the Transformers just didn't work as well. Of course, the toys are going to sell. But everybody wanted the truck with the trail on the end of it. Everybody wanted Optimus Prime. Everybody wanted Megatron. Everybody wanted the transformable gun. Nobody wanted Galvatron. Nobody wanted uh, the sweeps or whatever those other things called. Nobody really cared about any of that other stuff. They cared about Unicron. Uh, but, you know, you got to touch. Great song. <laughs> for the 80s brought back in boogie nights uh but like what i mean what a time to be alive the 80s that was a weird transformers the movie is a very weird movie uh but it it just i cry every single time optimus prime died every time i watched that movie and optimus prime died i shed a tear uh optimus prime and superman are two of my favorite uh heroes growing up uh, ironically, they both wear red and red and uh, red, yellow, and white. Um, I don't know if that that's I don't know if that's scientifically like a thing of the colors of the red and blue. I'm sorry, uh, red, red and blue. Oh, of course, Superman has the yellow in there. Uh, I don't know if that's like an American thing. Oh, epiphany, the flag, colors on the flag. Duh, definitely an American thing. Uh, you know, and that makes you heroic to have those colors on. Oh, that's so stupid. Uh, but anyways, Transformers the movie number three, man. Like controversial pick. A lot of people don't like the Transformers the movie, the animated movie. Uh, it is. It. I mean, it doesn't really hold up that well. But try being a kid in 1986 and watching Optimus Prime die. You know exactly what the hell I mean by that. Uh, that was a gripping moment. That was a terrible moment in my childhood. Um, and and yeah, yeah, that's that's really all I got to say about Transformers the movie. And number two on my list, All-Star Superman. So the word on the street is James Gunn uh, in Superman Legacy wants to do his, his own uh, take on All-Star Superman. That's what Superman Legacy is supposed to be. I hope this is not true. At the same time, I hope it is true. Uh, because All-Star Superman, DC does animated movies well. Generally, I would say out of 10 animated movies, uh, eight of them for DC each time, like if, if they make 10 a year, eight of them are going to be great. Not good, but great. Um, a lot of, of course, because they're direct to movie, uh, direct to DVD or direct-to-video or direct-to-streaming, uh, they don't get enough love. They don't get a lot of love. Um, a lot of them are HBO Max or they're on Max. Um, and, and shows on Max don't, like, they don't really seem to, there's no top 10. There's no, like, I don't, ne I never see any quantifiable evidence that they are making great content. You know, like in, in other than the dragon shows, you know, other than those, those are the only ones everybody talks about. But I enjoy every single DC animated movie, uh, some more than others. I tried to watch this new Justice League, 
Justice League War War movie, and it was terrible. And I turned it off because um, it, it was kind of going into Jonah Hex magical realm, and it, it was in a set in the Western and just didn't do it for me. And I just didn't give it enough time because, like, I just didn't want to finish it. But All-Star Superman, you know, story about Superman uh, becoming more Kryptonian, less human. Uh, Lex Luthor plays a major part in this. You know, as he uh, set a trap for Superman where Superman is just uh, absorbed too much energy from the sun and it's going to explode. And that story is just, it was done so well on the screen animation-wise. Done so well. And there's this scene that I've talked about many times on the podcast where Lex Luthor finally sees, quote-unquote, the light. And he, he... becomes enlightened to the point where he has all like he gets pretty much like all of the answers right like he's looking for unlimited power and the power is knowledge and he gets this ultimate knowledge and he finally sees the error in his ways he wanted to be better than superman he wanted to best the best and he finally saw the error in his ways at the very end through enlightenment and then he finally he breaks down because he feels so bad because he's destroyed the best hope that we have for anything good through his own vanity. And that scene in itself, just it it was subtle, but at the same time, it was so impactful. It made me think so much like, man, you know, there's so much hate out there. If you would just understand, if you would quote unquote wake up. And that's what he did. He became woke. Lex Luthor became woke. God, I hate myself for saying that. But yeah, like it, it was such an impactful scene in that movie. Uh, and Superman was just fantastic in the movie. And, and yeah, it, it was just a great time. If you've not seen All-Star Superman, go check out All-Star Superman. I really hope Superman Legacy could somehow, you know, come close to that. And the greatness of that. Number one on my list, I spoke about it earlier, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Those two animated movies are perfect. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, the only flaw with Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is the fact that it ended. It is a perfect animated movie. It looks great. It's written perfectly. It has compelling characters. It has a compelling arc. It has tons of heart. And it's just fun. It is so much fun. The the Gwen Stacy, Miles Morales dynamic is perfect. The The dad Peter Parker is perfect. You know, the only thing it was missing was Nick Cage as the spider noir. Uh, He's going to be back for part two of that. Um, But... They're just perfect animation movies. They hit every beat. They're funny. They're reverent. And they just, it, it's really the heart for me. It's the family dynamic in Across the Spider-Verse, Miles Morales' mom and dad, their interactions with their son, you know, and it just, it's so powerful. It was so powerful to me watching, you know, some of those scenes where you have these parents who just don't know what to do. To, to, you know, get through to their son. 
But at the same time, they've done such a good job because he's such a good kid. They just don't understand that he is a superhero. You know, he's he's he seems aloof. He seems out of sorts because he's, you know, out saving the world. And it just it's it's it is a perfect animated movie. I would say, you know, All-Star Superman, Spider-Man Across, those are two perfect uh animated movies more action they're, they're more on the action side you know um but i i just think that and this is not recency bias i i've you know and i haven't had a chance to watch it again i i, de- I do hear it's coming out on on digital next month so i'm gonna watch it again and i wanted i really want to do a watch along with with a spider-man across the spider-verse um it's a little long so I don't know if uh, people will have the time or, or the inclination to sit and watch that movie with me, uh, but I think it's worth it. I, I think it's worth the time. I think it's a perfect movie, um, and I I hope I feel the same way after watching it two or three times. I really do, and and that'll tell. Because maybe next year I might have a different list. I don't think Across the Spider Verse Part Two is coming out next year. I've heard it's been delayed indefinitely. It probably will come out the year after next, which is sad, uh, but I can wait. I, I can wait for this this perfect movie to come out. Hopefully by that time, my son uh, will have seen both of the first two Spider-Verse movies and we'll go check that on the theater together. You know, uh, a boy's a boy's not on in town, you know, watching some Spider-Man on, on the big screen, eating some popcorn, hanging out. Uh, I, I, I really look forward to that because I think it, it it's going to be a great time in the theater. But that is my list. That's my top 10 animated movies. A lot of it just is how the movies made me feel when I watched them. Uh, not saying that there aren't better animated movies out there. There's, there's a lot that I left off the list. A lot of Disney classics, you know, that, that are left off this list. Um, but it's my list. And, and none of those Disney movies are going to beat across the Spider-Verse. Don't care what you say. But until then, until the next time. Definitely uh, go check out the the Have You Seen That With T YouTube page. Like and subscribe that on that YouTube channel. Uh, go to the Have You Seen That With T uh, Facebook page. Uh, we can definitely use some love and support on that Facebook page as well. And uh, until next time, I'll see you guys next week. I'm not exactly sure what's coming out next week, but I'm going to find out. and I'm going to review that movie for you. If it's Talk To Me, I'm still not going to see that. Um, I do think there is a big movie. Hold up. You know what? I'm just going to go ahead and look right now. All right. So next week we have Gran Turismo. That's like, the, I guess that's the big movie of next week. Not really excited about that. We got Heart of Stone with Gal Gadot. That's coming out on Netflix. So I'll definitely drop a, a review for that. Um, and The Last Voyage of Debt of the, the, the Meter. Um, yeah. Uh, that's a... Dracula movie uh, starring Corey Hawkins. Um, no, no thanks. No, thank you. Um, but yeah, I'll definitely go check out the uh, Gran Turismo movie. That does look pretty interesting. Uh, not really a big blockbuster, but but it looks like it could be good. I think it uh, has the, I think it has the chance of being uh, really good. Um, so I'm really excited about that. And yeah. Uh, yeah, that that's really the big thing, uh, the biggest thing for next week. You know, the the last voyage of the Demeter, and Gran Turismo, and 
Heart of Stone, which is on Netflix, uh, which Gal Gadot, which I will watch Gal Gadot drink of a glass of water. Uh, and I'll definitely watch her in Heart of Stone. Hopefully it's better than, than Red Notice. But until then, I'll catch you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Um, and yeah, it is your boy T and I'm out.